Hello and welcome to Journey Through the Decacast, a Comrader retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this week we watch Kuga episode 41 through 44. And a whole lot of secondary storylines got a whole lot of work. We have seen so little Kuga in these episodes. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. And I'm perfectly okay with it. And he's there, he's doing stuff, but it's kind of in the background. I, I guess, like, there's also, like, the meta-narrative about, like, human nature and and murdering and not losing yourself to power. You generally want to establish your theme before your story is four-fifths over, but, you know, hey, whatever. We're establishing it now. Yep. Right. Well, I, it's not even, like, the whole thing. We're establishing, specifically, Black Kuga form that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. That's totally they're, definitely going to happen. They're pretty heavily. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, Kuga meets uh, Zero once or twice. Yeah, but, like, nothing nothing really happens. I really like the scene in here when uh, Zero talks to the Gurungi from, like, across the street, and, like, his voice is just right there. It sounds like he's standing right next to them. It's real it's good. Really, it's a good bit. He's got such a very young voice. It's kind of yeah, it's yeah. creepy and weird. I like I like it. Intense. Yeah. So I guess so. Anyway, let's let's just get into it. We get we got things to do. <laughs> Kugas to happen, Im- impalsions to to happen within seconds. And it's episode forty one control. Yes. And so it's... that cliffhanger of uh, of Kuga seeing a guy in white uh, is not resolved. But he is impaled. Like, instantly. Like, within 30 seconds of right. this episode. Yeah. Yeah, 30 seconds into the episode, a, f- a harpoon flies out of the water and pierces through Godai's shoulder, nailing him to an iron beam. And I'm I'm not 100% sure if it's implying that the harpoon that is now going through his shoulder is also going through the steel beam, or if sure it's it just is. kind of hanging there. Either way, Godai proceeds to do the stupidest thing possible and pull it back out the same way instead of pushing it all the way through. So all the giant horns on the spear probably tore through his shoulder. Yeah, but he's fine. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, he just, he turns into shining or white form and he's the whole smaller. Yeah, it's, it's fine. And then he's human and he's just kind of holding his shoulder like, ow, that hurts. Yeah, just the. It looks like it hurt a lot. The only downside is he can't transform for two hours. Yeah, it his regenerative power is kind of ridiculous. It's, it feels like Wolverine I'm, in early. He did early come comic back Wolverine. from the dead that one time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Through the power of defibrillators. Yeah, and that's hard. The defrib is hard confirm in these I, sets of episodes. I, what I caused? think it was more a joke. Uh, I don't know. They keep uh, focusing on okay, it. We'll like, get to it. Saying, I mean, we'll see if if Godai goes and does what he says he's going to do. We'll say it when it gets there in the episodes. But if he goes and it happens again, then it it's the defib. Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're pretty heavily confirming that because uh, the one guy was like uh, they imply that he's using power from the electrical grid to turn into a super form. That's true. So, yeah. I I I don't want this to be true. 
<laughs> it is, though. So we come back from the intro, and uh, Godai and Ichijo are having a little chat. Godai's like, oh man, I didn't beat him, and ran away, and escaped. Scooty shows up, and everyone's real disappointed, because Green couldn't beat it, nobody could do anything. Yeah, the power of green form, which is somehow established to be the best form, couldn't do it. Whatever are well, we going to do? No, it was that green form is the form that has the super heightened senses. Right. Right. So he was trying to, like, watch for the harpoon, but it didn't. He, I mean, I don't know. He got distracted by white kuga. I guess so. That, that's what I'm calling that thing, by the way. We still haven't seen its face yet. I'm, like, 90% sure it's just, like, it, it's it's Godai. No. But like, but like Dagava Godai. I'm not sure if it's Godai, but it's definitely number zero. I mean, it definitely Dagava. looks like Godai. The it, it is not super clear if it's like has a physical existence or not, which is very cool. I I like that a lot. It seems that like it can choose to have a human form, but it's at will. It just kind of exists. Yeah, it just kind of chills. But uh, Sugita shows up, and he's telling them that, okay, so what happened on the plane was the number 44 disguised itself as a passenger, and then rounded everybody up and killed them all with a black harpoon, and oh, also, everybody on the flight was old, was like an elderly. Yeah. And then- oh. Yeah, the- this Gronky is doing the thing that I suggested a while ago of, like, just pick on the weakest people so you can win the game easily. So it's yep. the old people and children. Yep. And, uh, the Gronky also, or number 44 also left a hint, or a message, saying that, uh, it would kill 500, or 567 people will be killed in five hours. Yep. That's but a lot. That is. It's a lot of people, yeah. But enough of that. We gotta follow up on this Nana subplot. Mm-hmm. Because when we last left Nana, Nana, le- Nana was like, man, I want to kill somebody. Yeah, Nana was thinking about murdering a lady who had been a real jerk to her. And uh, when we learn later, I can understand Nana's reaction, but ooh, it's a bit too far. She was she was really mean. Oh, yeah, no, that, that, that woman was heartless in her statements. Yes, agreed. And Nana is talking with Uncle, and basically Uncle is trying to help her deal with the fact of feeling of like I am so angry I want to I want to hit somebody right right or in this case murder someone yeah but Yusuke calls and is interrupts and is like oh wait I, I I'm not going to be back right now I'll have to be back later but and then during that time Nana uses it to use escape and it's super effective. Yeah, she runs off while owner's on the phone. Then we get to go see the Lip Palace. What the fuck is this place? Uh, a bar? Oh, God, I forgot about this place. <laughs> and what? So, okay. And what is with the floor? Yeah, okay, so we have businesswoman walking down a hallway that's got, like... Why does it have a mural of the village people I don't know. on the floor it's in, got, like, like, a religious It's got monitors painting? that have lips on them that are saying words... And it's really ornate metal furniture, and it's some weird bar. And businesswoman, I, I, I really re- like how the floor mural—it looks like it might be a religious painting. Right up until it scrolls across, across a guy in a bondage harness and a police cap with a very like a porn mustache, and it's yeah. like okay, it's kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> it's weird. And then 
this new grungy just has this thick ass laptop. Yeah, she's been using it the entire time. Well, yeah, the internet comes into play this episode. Right, right. The uh, nineteen ninety nine internet. She is giving her hints out, which I I guess we are probably supposed to assume are mandatory. Yeah. Actually, she's posting them on the internet. Actually, th- this aired November twenty six two thousand, so we are officially in the two thousands. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. But uh, yes, uh, businesswoman and rosewoman have a conversation completely in Garangi. And the camera just kind of pans around them in a circle while they're having this conversation. So it's important. Something something is going down. I don't know what, though. And then it splits over to Enokita and Sakurako. This scene is so tea. weird. It's, like... It just lingers on, like, the latter part of it for so long. Yeah, I, it's... Okay, so it's... Enokita and Sakuraka are talking about Godai and the, basically reaffirming, okay, yeah, we just have to trust in Godai. It'll be fine because he said it'll be fine. But yeah, it, a lot of these shots is just kind of lingering on these, on the two women who are having tea and kind of giggling. Yeah. And then they sip at their tea and they giggle. It, it reminds me a lot of the famous laughing scene from Final Fantasy X. Where it's like, they're pretty uncomfortable, and they're just not gonna talk about it. Yeah, it... Like, there's part of me that's thinking, this is kind of genius. Because these are two characters that haven't really spent... That I'm thinking of haven't really spent any time together. Alone like this. And so, the and the only point of contact they have is, oh, hey, Godai. And so when they finish talking about Godai, they just kind of have nothing to talk about. And just, just like nervous awkward, laughter goes yeah, here. And nervous laughter and sip tea. So either it's kind of a genius little scene or just awkward. <laughs> yep. And then we cut to Nana has moved her sulking to, to the outside. Yes. And uh we shut down airplanes. Yeah. And we learn sul- and- Oh go ahead. Okay, yeah, so Nana's sulking outside, and we go to the police. And we, yes, shut down the air, the airlines are being stopped, and oh hey, internet. The internet. Chat rooms. The internet sure exists, doesn't it? Yeah, so, the gist of it is, like, I, the, the next murder is gonna happen with the sun above the sea, and they use math to figure out that the number in there, if you subtract the airplane number from, like, the giant number, it equals the same so it's going to be two giant murders. That's going to be another. It's three hundred and forty or three hundred twenty-four people. Yeah, and then they're like the second murder. They're also like, oh, these trolls. Like, of course they'd post that on the internet, but they're like, but no, this was posted before it happened. Yeah, Sugita immediately goes with the oh, it oh, it feels it it feels more like Sugita is saying this because they needed a character. To say, oh, well, of course it's not going to be. Not because Sugita would actually... I don't know. I don't feel like Sugita would have said this normally. But he complains about it being, oh, it's just some sort of prank. I don't know. It's weird. Right, right. It feels I mean, weird this for is him. The year, this is 19 years ago. People still have a hard time taking the internet seriously sometimes. That's true. Yep. So we leave the police as they're contemplating, okay, what, what's this son above the sea 324? And we see Aerosmith, Imperial, and Businesswoman kind of (laughs) 
chilling, and they're going, and they're like, "Oh wait, so that's the sun above the sea you're gonna kill?" And then it cuts and she's away. Like, yeah, but we don't actually see it. And it cuts. Yes, it cuts away to Craftsman, who's made another belt, and then we hear a high pitched binging, and Number Zero walks up, and then it cuts away. <laughs> yeah, we, we we got some we got some life lessons with Godai we got to do right now. Yep. So Godai finds Nana up against a tree while there is a a foreign man, foreign white man, juggling for children in the background. Right. But uh, yeah, so Godai and Nana have this conversation where Nana's like, man, so this woman at my audition... Uh, is I, just the worst? I, I was told, uh, for the last part of my audition, I was told, okay, now act like the person you love got killed in front of you by an un- unidentified life form. And it made me think of my teacher. And so I kind of froze up. And then, oh god, this bitch over here is like, man, it's good that your teacher died because now you can realistically act out the, the motion. I want to kill her! <laughs> She's like, oh, you know someone who was murdered? Just use that. Use it in your drama. And yeah, of course Nana is like, mad about that. Yeah, it's, it's super hurtful. Yes. It, oh god. I, I understand Nana's emotions, but killing is still bad. Yeah, so it, Godai's response boils down to, yeah, no, all those emotions you're feeling, all that wanting to kill Pete thing, yeah, that's being human. Yeah, human, We're human a violent nature species. is bad. <laughs> right. We want to punch, yeah. but if we punch... He's like, it, it's a natural impulse to want to commit violence against someone who hurts you. But, you know, there's no end to the cycle of violence once you've chosen to do that. Yeah, it's if you actually do get, do get violent, you're only going to make yourself upset. It's not going to fix anything. Right. Which, you know, m- most of the time, yeah. There's also this weird line about how Nana's like, isn't, aren't you just exaggerating, Godai? And he's like, well, yeah, but I like exaggerations. I'm just like, okay. Well, that was well, that. She's she's saying like, okay, yes, but like literally, if I hurt somebody who hurt me, it's not really going to immediately result in a never-ending cycle of endless violence. I, I just He's thought like, it was well, weird yes. phrasing. He's like, yes, technically true, but it's important to consider it philosophically before you take this sort of action. The, the end part was weird because Godai's just like exaggerations are good. Well, I thought, okay, that, I thought that was a weird translation thing where it was more saying, Godai was more saying, having excessive goals and aspirations to spout forth that you're going for it is a good thing because striving for that height, you might achieve it. Is do, dream big and go for it is what he's saying, effectively, I thought. Okay. Uh, I just read it that exaggerations emphasize the point that Godai was trying to get across, which is why he used it. And exaggerations can actually become reality. So, yeah. Yeah, I I think he's just saying, like, you know, it's an exaggeration in the immediate sense. But consider the possible consequences of your actions. Yeah. And then... Oh, he does also bring up the point that if all you ever do is use violence, it's you'll just be sad. Surely Godai won't give in to some weird super form that might use this exact thing he's talking about. Maybe. Surely uh, never. What? what? 
No. That seems so improbable. You just gotta trust and go die. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I made a thumbs up, but no one can see it. <laughs> it's the power of audio media. But then, so uh, Godai gets a call from Ichijo. Yeah, the phone bike calls, and Godai's like, shit, I gotta go. And then Nana disappears. And we find out that it is the Sunflower Cruise, which is a cruise ship with a bunch of children on it. Yeah, you gotta kill the old, the old people and children. You gotta kill the weak, so the more important game can happen. It's, yeah. And then we get to see Businesswoman turning into her monster form and diving into the water. And I don't know what creature she is. Um, What is she? thought we looked it up before and I don't remember. What bit is she at in the episode? She's at, it's at 15, like, 1550. Uh, yeah, it's like a weird, it's got like chain mail and these weird head protrudences. Yeah, she's got like little dinky horns. It okay. is a... It's kind of like a frog or something. I'm trying to think of what would we use a spear. It, it's a... Uh, she uses swords and spears. That's true. Although it's more a harpoon than a spear. The, what? Why isn't this saying just, just, just what, what this... Well, either way, well... Oh, hammerhead shark. Oh, she's... What? Oh, okay. Yeah, Alright. I can see it. I can see All right. it. Cool. Though I, the green coloring is uh, maybe a little bit off theme. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so while Godai is driving and getting information about where he should go, Nana uh, is Nana... biking to the audition place. Yes. And she does the Arthur pose. <laughs> she, does. she does. She does do the, the Arthur fist. So stand there, grip her fist tightly. And then Godai is also gripping fist tightly. Yeah, there's like this weird match cut with it. Which, like, okay, that's fine. And then we see Ichijo getting on a boat and being polite to the people on the boat, like, hello, thank you for thank you for taking me out there. Yeah, he's like, looking forward to work with you. Yeah, I, wait, is this a, did they say it was like a Coast Guard thing? Yeah. Or is he just yeah. commandeering some random he's on the boat? Yeah, he's on Coast Guard boat. Okay. So, Godai flies out to the Sunflower cruise ship on uh, by hanging off of Gorum. Yep. He's in blue form, because I don't know why. I guess he had to jump. Real high. Because you gotta fight sticks with sticks. I guess so. Uh, and then he stands there looking out, while Nana confronts the girl who said that mean thing, and she clenched her fist at, ooh, Nana, are you gonna punch this girl? Are you gonna punch her out? No. I hope not. No, she, no, she does not. She says some things, and we learn about it later. Yeah, we don't even get to see, like, the resolution on screen, which is... No. Interesting. It's, it's uh... It's, the, a lot of Nana's stuff is like that, as we see the lead-up and all the build-up right up to her, uh, like, the pivotal points in her storyline, and then it happens off-screen in another show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, Nana I is mean, part of her own J-drama she serial. she just murdered this lady, and we just have to, she's just lying to everybody that she's over it. For the, resolu- <laughs> for the resolution of this problem, please go see Arthur in the episode where he clenches his fist. Yes. <laughs> Uh, then, and Godai starts fighting Madam Hammerhead Shark, or he dodges a harpoon, takes it, and turns it into his own stick. And then they fight, and it's blue form. Know, it's isn't a pretty good, good fight. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's cool stuff. Uh, he uses uh two of Titan's swords. Whoa, sword, whoa we Titan haven't got to swords. two swords yet. 
Yeah, because he, he, he smacks her in the leg with his staff, and the symbol appears, and she just kind of flexes it off. Well, because it also right. wasn't, it wasn't like a um, mighty dragon yeah, form. Yeah, it's not a super blue form, yeah. Mark. It's just a regular blue form, Mark. And then her belt glows green, and her arm glows green. Yes, yeah, she... Or her right shoulder glows green. They and show then she grows, into something else. Yes, she grows spiky pauldrons. And I think that's it. She basically gets her own titan form. Yeah. And pulls out a sword. Yep. And then they're, they're like fighting. They're evenly matched with swords. But then Goy just fucking pulls out a second sword. He get, he goes into Mighty Titan, who apparently can dual, which means he gains the ability to dual wield. And uses his two swords to win. He he gets uh, the monkey grip feat when he's in uh, Mighty Titan form, which allows him that to uh, <laughs> dual wield two-handed weapons. Yep. <laughs> And he just stabs her, and then he runs, and they go diving off into the ocean. Yeah, and he there's puts them both over the edge into the water. It looks very clumsy, actually. <laughs> it does. It doesn't look like he meant to. He's just he did, like, okay, but it doesn't look railing, like it. Uh, yeah, in the water. Yeah, and then there's a big boom, and Ichijo is scared because he thinks Godai might have died. Right. But Silly then Ichijo. Godai swims, then Godai swims up just right next to the boat. How? How lucky. How lucky that timing. Yeah. And then we find out that Nana used her words. Did not do a punch. Yep. Good job, Nana. And she has decided that, you know, or was that later that she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going back and audition anymore? Or is that. Uh, I forget if that's in this episode or later. It episode. comes up a couple times in this set of episodes. Yeah. No, it's not right here. It's just. Owner telling Godai, hey, you should have come swimming with us. But then it cuts back to where number zero met with the own uh, the crafter and the crafter is dead. And there's a monster there who puts on a belt and then number zero walks out. Yeah. And there's the high pitched ringing the entire time. That's fucking terrible and terrifying. Oh, is that where the crafter? Oh, is that the crafter? Yeah, that was okay. the crafter. He's yeah. Dead. Okay. I gotcha. And that, that was the episode. Yep, that's end episode 41. And then we, uh, episode 42 just kind of, it just kind of goes. Like, it starts off kind of in medias res with just things going oh, yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, the action half is in the front half of this episode. It feels like it's, nothing of importance happened between the defeat of 44 and the appearance of 45, apparently. Well, they're like, right. we gotta get yeah. all this Kuga stuff out of the way so we can be a J-drama for a couple episodes. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, it's not, uh, I wasn't clear at first, but number 45 is, uh, head, uh, bandana guy. Is Aerosmith. Yeah. 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 Oh. He's like some weird buffalo monster dude. Also, this episode is called Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, 45 has basically gone down into an underground mall, sealed off all the exits, and killed everyone inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, this is this. It's like one of the grimmest openings of an episode. Like, it just, it's kind of. It's a very dramatic intro. There's, There's also a this lot. Th thing where they got like 400 officers, and each was like, "We're gonna use 300 to clear a path for Godai." Yeah, no, that's the right thing to do. Um, we come back from the intro, and we get to see all the dead Aerosmith walking around. In a Aerosmith is walking along corpses in the corpse hallway. He's getting frustrated that he's. There's so many corpses that he's running over them. And there's blood everywhere. 
And there's Scarf Guy doing some sweet math. Yeah, he's he's going nuts on that abacus. He's working that abacus. There's a lot of dead. Intense abacusing is happening. I'm into it. Intense abacusing is the name of my math rock band. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to a scene where the Rose Woman and Imperial are up in a loft of a building and watching as the police are scrabbling around. And they're having a conversation about how, hmm, I guess, I guess he's going to win and the final Gagaru will happen. Yeah, but is- don't forget that Kuga's still around and the Linto have changed. Don't forget they fucking changed. Hey, don't forget they've got guns now and they're prepared <laughs> to shoot people. It's these scenes of the police just like a little a squad of like 15 policemen in full art gear just dashing through the streets as civilians calmly walk around them. This is kind of funny. Like, it, none of, it doesn't feel like any, it's just, like when, it feels like when they recorded this, they were like, okay, we have to have these guys run through here. And we need to just tell these people that nothing's going on. Because <laughs> nobody don't bother, responds. Don't bother the extras. Yeah, don't yeah, bother the totally extras. Right. Like you just think- like a SWAT team running through the street with like, Heavily loaded down with guns and crap. And nobody is nobody is even blinking an eye. No, don't worry about it. It's fine. I don't know. But uh Sugita calls Ichijo and is like, Hey Ichijo, you gotta get here with those special bullets. Godai fought number forty five, but he did he did real bad. And now forty five ran off. Get those muscle relaxing bullets here. Yeah, but don't worry. Godai is gonna do some sweet bike tricks. He does. Godai does does some pretty sweet bike tricks of, I don't know, he smacks him with this wheel. Yeah, he just does, like, he does bike a lot combat. Better. Yeah, he does a lot better with his bike than he did on the other. Does the good. wheel punch thing. Yep. But uh, he jumps off his uh, bike, which is a fatal mistake. Right. And then... Also, why... Why does this Minotaur man have the most ridiculous chin strap beard? <laughs> because it's a buffalo. It looked I I I guess. Also, looks haven't so... we had other buffalo guys? I feel like this is like the second or third we've, buffalo. Person. We've had a rhino, and then we had the buffalo, and then we've had the rhinoceros beetle. I think. Okay. Right. Maybe I'm just thinking of other very similar animals. Yeah, I think so. But uh, so yeah. Kuga and Buffalo fight, and Buffalo punches him so hard that he, like, Godai spurts blood out of his chest. Yeah, his, like, his armor, like, crunches in and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it looks like like he's getting a big, like, fist chunk torn out of his chest. But also around this part, Buffalo guy uses the power of words and talks to Godai, which is super effective. (laughs) It's nuts. He's like, Rungi never do that. He's like, I'm gonna fuck up your spirit, too. Yeah. And I'm like, and damn. It, it works, because Godai tries to use a super special kick. And, uh, Mr. Buffalo's just like, I'm just gonna flex, and no. he, he It's just a regular mighty kick. Yeah. Not yeah. a rising mighty kick, so, you know. And, and he then did, he proceeds to transform. Yep, and then and he gets hammers. into a better form. He gets hairier. And hammers. And a big hammer that he uses to beat the ever-loving crap out of Godai with. Yeah. This is, like, brutal. Yeah, it's... Godai would have died. 
There if is not for what happens yeah, at the end. There's a high chance that Godai would have died. Because he gets hit once in uh, Mighty Form, so he goes, okay, go right into Titan Form. But yeah, uh, well, basically, like, the guy pulls one of the tiny little metal shards off his breastplate that looks like he has strapped a pineapple to his chest. And uh, it, it turns into a giant hammer with spikes on it. And when he hits Titan Form with these, uh, Titan Form's armor does not block it. No. It leaves giant, meat-tenderized holes in the armor. Yeah, the strategy... Or, like, puncture wounds. The Titan Form strategy of just getting hit is no longer working. Yeah. Right. And then the music cuts out. And Godai keeps getting hit. And he keeps getting hit. And he keeps getting hit. Godai gets hit a lot. And... Then Godai is collapsed on the ground, and the Minotaur is... Uh, yeah, no, he's basically a Minotaur buffalo. He's just yeah. sitting there, bashing him in the chest. And it looks like he's going to die, and then Ichijo shoots the buffalo in the back. Yeah, Ichijo uses muscle bullets. And awesome guitar J-Rock starts playing. And whatever bullet that... The buffalo got shot with, it's making him, like, lose control of his muscles and drop his hammer. And it's not great. Right. Yep, it messes up his super strength. And, and then... He falls down some stairs. Yep, and then Ichijo at some point notices, like, number zero slash white godai slash whatever. Right. Their presence. And then it cuts to Mika for a second. Who is uh, waiting for the train. Right. But the train's delayed because of unidentified life form. What? No way. But uh, Godai does the thing where he summons Gorum and then takes Buffalo Guy for a ride. Yeah, but he does science this time and makes Gorum gold and upgraded. He does the beady beady to Gorum. He's like, maybe if I transform while I'm on Gorum, Gorum will transform. And it does... And then he uses it to ram into Buffalo with fire going off from the front of Gorum, and Buffalo explodes. Yeah, he's just kind of dead now. And it's kind of an, an ignominious end for Buffalo. Yeah, considering how hard he was kicking Godai's ass, but uh, apparently a uh, mighty Gorum, or rising Gorum ram, is extremely powerful. And it's more than enough. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, eh, you know, whatever. It's. It just feels kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> a little bit. Uh. But that's not even the end of the episode. We got a we got a whole half the episode to go. Yeah, we yeah, that's halfway through the episode. <laughs> we got J drama to do. We, we kind of just like did the Kuga stuff first, and now and now there's other stuff. Yeah. So Godai is super proud of himself that he fused Gorum with the Beat Chaser. Oh yeah, uh, and apparently he calls it the body attack for when he rams people with the the gorum. I mean, he's ramming people with the body of the gorum. It's good enough. And then cuts yeah, to Sabaki, he, who he is doing. That name is dumb, by the way. <laughs> it is dumb. And it's cuts to Sabaki, who is doing the uh... autopsy. Coroner, yeah, the autopsy on the Garangi. And he's, he found something in the chest cavity, but we don't know what it is just yet. We'll find that out later. Yeah. And Akita comes in, and then gets a call from Ichijo, who's like, Hey, yo, thanks for those muscle-relaxing bullets. They literally saved Godai's life. They did. 
Um, but so yeah, the the Gargi can form change now. They're they're catching up in power. That that's the takeaway. Yep. And yeah, then worried uh, that number zero is the strongest, which yes, of course it is. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, Nana and Uncle. Uncle is doing scrapbooking, and Nana is making coffee. And it's all like, I'm gonna do the thing and try again. And Uncle's like, Yeah, you're you're only you won't be young twice. That's what Socrates said. And Nana's like, Socrates didn't say that, but I get it. <laughs> so Uncle's gonna make her curry. I I actually don't know who said you won't you you're only young once or you won't be young twice. I don't know who that quote is from. Uh well, I'm going to guess not Socrates. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Socrates because every like he was only famous when he was old, basically. Yeah. Like when Socrates appears in in the dialogues, it's only ever old Socrates. So he doesn't say much about youth, really. Uh, Nana reveals that she's signed up for another audition. Well, apparently it's from Theodore Parker. Okay, I don't know who that is. Uh, he's he's a guy. <laughs> okay. The uh, the Poli Poli gets a call, and it's Mika calling, and is explaining, "Hey, I'm I'm in Omiya, and I'm delayed because of the unidentified life forms." So I'm not going to have a lot of time in Tokyo, so I I don't think I'll be able to visit for very long. And Nana's just like, no, it's fine. Just get up here and fine. And do your best in the concourse. Which, I guess, is the music thing. Because yeah, Mika has a like flute. Yeah, some sort of music uh, rehearsal slash competition. It's an exhibition or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. But we see a... We cut to a man in a... What looks to be a one-bedroom apartment glaring at a advertisement for the uh the Arakawa music showcase or whatever the concourse and it looks like he's been throwing darts at it a lot to try and pierce the picture of the old Japanese man that's on it this is so confusing cuz i'm like wait a minute do we know that old guy do we know this guy no do no, we, we know do any not. of these characters these no, are all we don't. Both no of these, we don't no do, do they have anything to do with the currently ongoing plot? No. No, they do not. It's the own thing. But uh, this scene ends with the guy putting on what seems to be a janitor's uniform and putting a suspiciously wrapped thing into a purse. I mean, it's clearly a gun. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gun-shaped gun. brown paper bag. Which is... Getting a gun in turn-of-the-century Japan is... Wow. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah, super illegal for him to have that. Oh, yeah. So we cut to the Garanki. Uh, Imperial and Rosewoman are having a conversation in Japanese on top of a bridge. And Rosewoman's like, so, uh, Babaru was killed, and it's going to be your turn. So, good luck. Yeah, we're, it's basically we're down to, like, the last one, more or less. Uh, if the Rose Woman participates, that would be the last two, but yeah. yeah. Well, if Scarf Guy participates, it'd be the last three. Okay, yeah, I forgot about Scarf Guy. I don't know if he has any Abacus-based superpowers. Man, I hope so. I, I genuinely hope he does. Yeah. I do, too. Um, But no, we gotta have, like, conference calls and meetings now to talk about stuff. Yeah, so it's, hey, let's get the main cast together and get everybody on the same page. Yeah. So... We have, in this meeting, Ichijo, Enikita, John, Godai, Sakurako, and Tsubaki. 
Yeah. All around a table in the police headquarters, chatting about everything. Chatting about the plot. Right. So the gist of this is, is that number three got a thing in his stomach that's very close to the gold eye, the goat eye belt with the, the whatchamacallit in it. Yeah, the Amadon in it. And, uh, they're, they're like super close. Um, Godai's will is stopping him from becoming a living weapon. Everybody thumbs, thumbs up. Uh, and Ichijo makes a pun. <laughs> yes, Ichijo makes a fun, uh, barrier and will pun. And Subaki points it out. And Godai, Ichijo seems very kind of like, yeah, I made a pun. And, uh, very silly about it. That's pretty much that scene. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it did kind of uh, confirm that the reason that we always saw the belts exploding was, uh, I mean, they're they're like the Amadam, so they presumably would have let the uh, the 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 Gorongi like stay alive, yeah, until they're the, overwhelmed with power and shatter the belt and like. Yeah, it was oh, Subaki had found in all the autopsy he'd done of all the different Gorongi, every single Gorongi had in its stomach a crystal that was very similar to Amadam. In right. different stages of development, and they were all sending out the nervous systems. Yep. And, uh. And Godai's is the bestest. Godai is the most complete. And then, um, that mysterious guy, uh, like, starts to, like, rush up to Mika for some reason, and he thinks something's gonna happen, and it's like, fuck you, episode over. Right. Well, you're just kinda not explaining that scene at all. It, I mean, it's I'm, a super underwhelming scene. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. I explained it. Mika is going to her concert place, and then it cuts to this guy in the back who's, like, looking all nervous and stuff. And he's, well, it's, like, it's, he's looking at Mika. It looks like he has something similar to what Mika's holding. I thought he was going to, like, do, like, a switcheroo with what she was holding. And, no, it's right. he's he's getting he's dressed up as a janitor, and he's getting, like, a janitor's cart out of the back of his car and packing his stuff into it and hiding the purse. But yes, then he's walking right up behind Mika, and it looks like he's walk. It looks like he's focused on her. Yeah, it and looks he, like it, he's going to shoot her to death, which yeah, is extremely this, confusing. Because why the hell would he do that? Thankfully, we figure it out right away when we cut to go to episode forty-three. Yeah, but that ends episode forty-two, and then yeah, yeah, we just move in straight into episode forty-three, reality. Right. Uh, he she actually just dropped her little necklace of shells, and he was just handing it back. To yeah. Her, so yeah. That cliffhanger was uh, a total, total red hair. Yeah. Yep. He just doesn't say anything. He's, creepy guy doesn't say anything. Hands her a thing. She says thank you. He just kind of tips his hat and walks inside. Yep. So um, with my with my general not catching things until super later, this episode's probably called reality because it's it's based on things that would actually happen and doesn't deal with Grungy or anything. This episode. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they did good with that title. Yeah, and a lot of the characters are like, man, I miss when we were, we just dealt with, uh, people trying to assassinate public figures. Like man, I am normal. tired of this monster bullshit. <laughs> when, I mean, it's been going on for what, like nine, ten months now? I would be too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the intro is just the guy handing Mika her to charm and then walking in. Uh, nothing else happens. So we come back from the intro, and, uh, Ichijo is calling in to headquarters and being like, so has anything had been happening? And Sasayama's like, no, nothing's been happening. Yep. So Ichijo's like, I'm going to go to this concert. 
competition thing. I have this day off. Mika is having a concert. I should go show my support. And then we cut to Godai, who's like, oh, on, it's my day off. I'm going to go play with the Chitlins at yeah. my sister's daycare. I also like how, like, Gene and, like, Enokita and stuff, they come back from lunch and they're talking about how great it was. And then they're like, holy shit, the Gorm is now black and gold. Yeah, apparent. Yeah, apparently Sakurako, Enokita, Tsubaki, and Gene all went out for lunch together. Which... Yeah, the extended cast are all friends now. Which I, is cute. For some, it felt weird to me, but I like. I guess it's, like it's nice. It just I want to see the J drama where we just see them in the off time. I would love that show so much. Yeah, that would be pretty cute. Yeah, but yeah, they come back and see that the Gorm hasn't fallen to pieces again, but it has turned black. Yeah, surely hmm. that isn't foreshadowing anything. Yeah, no, definitely not. not. It also doesn't matter because like nothing Kuga happens this episode. No, nothing really. Because Ichijo, it cuts to Ichijo stopping at a flower shop where he's getting a nice little bouquet. Yep. Then it cuts to the concert hall. Mika's checking it out and like, man, and she's looking like, ooh, this is big. There's a lot of people here. Huh? Where's my seat? Oh, there's my seat. Okay. Oh man, hey, look at this old guy getting beat up in the bathroom. Yeah, there was that. <laughs> this it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> It, it's a pretty abrupt shift. When uh, Mika was looking at the seats, though, I assumed that was, like, the seats she, re- she reserved for, like, Ichijo and Godai and stuff. That makes sense. That no one gets to use spoilers. Yeah. No. Oh, okay, so, yes. Then we, the old guy getting beat up in the bathroom if is the guy whose face was on the advertisement for the concert. So, and we learn later he's, like, the president of some company. Right. He's the president of the company that puts on the uh, the music thing, from what I understand. Yeah. And they've been firing get, people. Yeah, because they've been restructuring and downsizing. We cut back to the preschool where Godai is singing and dancing with the kids. And, like, it's, it's nothing of consequence happens. It's just Godai having a good time with Chitlin. Yep. And it's really cute and really wholesome. Yep, and then he and goes to leave to go see Ichijo, and his sister's like, go see Ichijo smile and laugh. I don't think this is possible. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he seems to be such a serious man all the time. Gotta, gotta catch it when it happens. So we go to Ichijo, who's walking into the concert hall. and He keeps getting like run into by all other policemen running by. Ichijo's like, oh, hey. Hey, wait, I know this policeman over there. Hey, Mr. Katsuragi-san. Hey, Katsuragi-san. Hey. Hey, so, what's going on? <laughs> He's like, hey, d- do you need help? Hey, 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 job. Job. Work. 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 Can, can I work? <laughs> Should I work? And he's like, no, no, no. Just just, just go do your your flower thing with your girlfriend. And he's like, like yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I, don't, I don't have a girlfriend. I have a boyfriend, and his name is Godai. Yeah, well, it's... I'm here to support his, uh, semi-niece. Yeah. Yeah, boy, this this metaphor's falling apart, huh? It's weird. This this young girl that was one of the first secondary victims for this she's murder case... She's the daughter of a guy who got she's, murdered. She's, no, she's the daughter of the first victim. Right. Yeah, she's the daughter of the archaeologist guy who found the thing. Yes. So we cut to then, uh, well, 
Ichijo goes up to the guy, or the Katsuragi, and Katsuragi's like, Katsuragi's like, hey, come with me. We'll t- we'll t- I'll tell you what's going on. And then we cut to Godai uh, having conversation with his sister, his sister being like, hey, you should go see, you should go Ichijo, see Ichijo smile. Then we cut back to Ichijo, and we learn about how Arakawa Japan has been uh, cutting people and downsizing, and there's a lot of grumpy people. And oh, hey, look at this suspicious bag that's in a janitor's cart that's going up in the elevator. Yeah, don't worry mm, about strange. it. That's strange. It's fine. I'm sure that's not important. But yes, then Ichijo offers to help, and Katsuragi's like, no, you should go hear the girl play. Also, when, when the shit goes down, I'm counting on you. Okay, bye. <laughs> He's like, you're, you're now a mole for this. <laughs> it's... It's weird. It's it, the it's the weird secondary. Oh no, you don't have to help. Totally help though when it happens. <laughs> Go back to Pole Pole, where Nana and Owner are talking about. Hey, so Mika's right? going on soon, and you're like, don't worry, everything will be okay with hard work and guts. Yeah, because that's the theme of the show. And also Gunbuster. Gunbuster. And also Gunbuster, but but also Kuga. More importantly, Kuga right now. Yeah. You just said hard work and guts. I I did. That was a specific joke that I made for you. I appreciate it. The owner is very happy that Mika is going to try hard, so he's going to make his special curry for her. But Mika don't want that curry, so owner gets grumpy. He's like, no, I'll make you the curry. I'm going to make you love this curry. And then Mika's like, don't worry, I'll make it edible. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see CEO getting held at gunpoint. Oh, no. The guy took him up to the roof and taped his mouth shut and uh, po- points a gun at his face. Right. Yes. But before we resolve this, we have to go see Mika and Ichijo have a heartwarming moment. Yeah. I- Ichijo gives the flowers... And then they talk about how Ichijo is going to work super hard and protect all the things. And that Mika is playing the flute because her father gave it to her. And that's what she believes she has control over. So she's doing that in honor of that. I, okay, I I can, I don't remember where the line exactly was, but there, I thought there was a line that implied that she was like, well, you know, I was trying to help out around the lab. But I wasn't really helping that much, so I just kind of said, you know, I'll just play flute instead, because that's what I can do. <laughs> Which I found very funny. I mean, kind of, but also also not exactly. No. Also, yeah, they, so Ichijo- they both eat red bean paste things weird. And they both, uh, they both uh, get, like, red bean paste buns, but they eat the red bean paste out of the bun first. Right. right. And they're like, oh, and... Mika is having this like, oh yeah, he's he's a nice guy. He's a normal. Str- he's a very nice person. I like seeing him smile. It makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. We don't see Ichijo act like not serious very often. So yeah, he's smiling guy's... and laughing, and it's great. Let me cut to the Garangi. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, they're in this episode. Uh, yeah, Imperial is like, hey, I think the um the things of leather with the symbols on it. I think those are the rules they impose on themselves. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it seems like it's their ante or something. Yeah. And uh, Rosewoman holds up her claws like, okay, I'm going to activate your belt. 
And Imperial's like, no. I gotta go do something real quick. Before that happens, there's, uh, when it first cuts to them, it's a kind of interesting visual, cause, uh, it's Abacus Guy on the left side of the frame and Rose Woman in, like, the center, slightly right, uh, side of the frame. And it looks like she's looking at a rain droplets that are falling on the upper stair on this staircase they're standing on. Yeah, it's a, it's an interestingly cut scene. Yeah, it's kind of blurry like when uh like when number 0 shows up too. Yeah. But but yeah, she's real focused on these raindrops that are like just barely in frame. Yeah. But uh so Imperial goes off having said something in Garangi, which apparently he was talking about how he's going to get a new power before he does his thing. Yeah, he's going to get swole. We cut back to Ichijo and Mika having a conversation about the unidentified life forms. He's like, this, it seems kind of weird to be, like, Ichijo doesn't understand the kids. Like, okay, so I know you, I know you've got this big performance to go on right here. But here, let me tell you about all this murder and killing that's been going on right now. Yeah, it's like, let me tell you about, like, cop things. Let me remind you about your dead dad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, then they they, then they have their conversation about why she's practicing the flute, where she's like, well, I was trying to help out, but it didn't go that well, so I started playing the flute, because my dad gave it to me, and it's important. Right. And then they learn about the red bean paste, and they're giggling and laughing, and it's fun. But then Ichijo has to go do cap things. Yes. He's like, I'll I'll make sure to hear your performance. Uh, But, oh, hey, man, why why are those police running by? Hey, uh, Mika, I gotta gotta go. (laughs) BRB. See you later. <laughs> and then we cut You'll to see me uh, in just a bit. Yeah. And then we cut to Godai, who is driving there. He he's late apparently, and he gets even yeah. later because he gets distracted by number zero flashes and thinks he sees them up on the roof. So he just jumps up on the roof and doesn't find anything. He blue jumps up onto the roof he, using that that all star blue form. Yeah, that's yeah. that's nice. He then also green it's many forms useful it. abilities of jumping. He then also green forms afterwards to like try to sense the flashes, but uh, well, that doesn't really do anything either. Well, I think what happens is or he describes this up. later. No, it's yeah. What I, he describes it later that he got overwhelmed. So what I think happens is he turns to green form, which supercharges his senses, and so number zero kind of just focuses his key on Godai or his killing intent, and it overwhelms Godai. Th- that's and what so happened co- the first time he used green form, was yeah. basically this. Like, and it overwhelmed him and he collapsed. Right. Then we go see Mika, who's gonna... We cut to Mika, who's playing a nice flute solo. And we get to hear this flute solo for a little while, and then cop drama. Yeah. So, yeah. They get up on the roof, there's like a hostage situation thing. Um, The guy then trips, and then they try to rush forward. The guy that's dressed up shoots a guy in the leg, and they kind of continue that. They find out that this guy was someone that got let go after working there for eight years, which is why he's yeah. disgruntled. And so decided to kidnap principal, pres- president CEO, yeah, the president CEO, the and then principal. He like he runs off again afterwards, and everybody goes that way except Ichijo, who goes a different way. Yeah, and then this guy gets all flustered and leaves the CEO, and then takes the elevator for his escape. Well, it's they chase him. 
to the to the elevator, and he chucks the CEO at them to like he he shoots at them and throws the CEO towards them to distract them as he goes down in the elevator, and then all the police except for Ichijo go down the interior interior staircase while Ichijo's like, no, I'm going to go out to the exterior staircase. Right. Because this guy uses the sweet super plan of getting off at floor two instead of one. Who yep. could have seen it coming? What a master criminal. Well, Ichijo saw it coming, actually, so. And there's a foot chase where Ichijo runs down this guy uh, where, until the guy runs down this guy out to, to the front of the Arakawa building where, oh, hey, look, Mika just walked out. Oh, that's strange. Oh, this isn't going to do it. This is going to have any point. Nope, nothing at all. Definitely not going to cause some long-lasting trauma. Yeah, so the guy dressed as the janitor takes a hostage. And there's a lot of writhing and because it's a woman. She's shrieking and trying to get away. And Godai's holding them at gunpoint. And just waits, 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 and shoots the gun out of the perpetrator's hand. And then runs up and, like, tackles him to the ground and is being really kind of, you know, aggressive and violent and getting a violent perpetrator to the ground yeah, he, and into a lock. Yeah, like an arm bar and, uh, yeah, keeps him on the floor until other cops show up to restrain him. And it's, it's going in slow motion and you can hear people shrieking and it's cutting to Mika watching this with his face of, like... Oh, no, I didn't expect the cops to do cop things. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't expect policing to be possibly violent. Yeah, I, I like the nice Ichijo that I saw that one time. This one scared me. And then, and then Godai shows up late pretty much afterwards. Yeah. And Godai just explains, it's like, well... Well, it's... First, Ichijo is like, Ichijo sees that Mika came out and he's like oh hey sorry for frightening you and he's trying to be friendly and mika is completely freaked out and scared of him now and it's like not even looking at him and it right i don't know it feels like an overreaction but i don't know if i'm in the wrong here i I don't know i thought it made sense to me like he was just sitting around just chatting with her about like snacks earlier yeah and then violently assault a guy yeah and shoot a gun out of his hand, and the hostage. Yeah, I don't know. The, and she does feel like she does kind of concentration that he must have had to shoot the gun out of that guy's hand is pretty intense. Ichijo is a badass. Ichijo yeah. is the top, is the peak of human. Yeah, that he's like intensely good at doing this cop stuff. Yep. Man, just think if the, Ichijo had the belt. Oh, jeez. The show would have been uh, over. No, I'm, I'm joking. If Ichijo had the belt, he would have turned evil. Oh, or yeah, actually, yeah, that. no, that's true. He in in the pursuit of justice, he would have gone over the line. You say that like Godai's not going to turn evil. <laughs> well, if it was going to happen, if anyone has a chance, it's Godai. I mean, I think that's the idea. Yeah, but uh, Godai does show up and try tries to get in on this conversation. Like, hey, so wait, is everything okay? You guys are looking a little. You alright? It's fine. I'm sorry for being late. Is everything okay? Nobody says anything until Katsuragi comes out and is like, Hey! Ichijo, I knew it was right to count on you. Hey, could you come with me? We need to talk about this. <laughs> we need to, like, do a debriefing. We gotta do paperwork. Paperwork. Every time I hear that, I just think of the end of Hot Fuzz, where they gotta do all that paperwork. Yeah. So, yeah, Ichijo goes off and Godai stays with Mika. 
Yeah, and Godai and, uh, explains um, that the smiling Ichijo person is is the real one, and he's gotta like. Is the, is, I, do it felt things. like he's like so. I felt it was like he's saying, "Okay, so that really angry, violent Ichijo, that's the real Ichijo. The smiling Ichijo, that is also the real Ichijo. Right, they're all parts of him." Yeah, like, a willingness to commit violence doesn't mean that you're not a normal person, as long as you're willing to do it in, like, pursuit of safety for others. Yeah. It's basically his point. Yeah. It's basically re- 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 words. Reiterating the theme that, um, we- we've been pushing so hard recently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the end of that episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, not much Kuga, it's just a whole bunch of side stuff. We got one more to go, and it's still more side stuff. Yeah, we got yeah. things to do. I, I like 43, it was a good episode. I, I really like 43 too. We didn't bring it up, but uh, Mika's performance outfit is actually super cute too. It is. It's a very, ni- it's a very classy little... Honestly, until she was at the the flute thing, I'm like, is she going to another like funeral? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I thought it was like a. I mean, yeah, I guess it does kind of look like a, a young woman's version of a tuxedo, basically. So. A little bit, yeah. So yeah, I guess it, you could read it as a funeral uniform or something. Um. So we go to episode forty-four, which is called called Crisis on Infinite Earth. I'm joking about that later part. So forty-four opens up with us learning that apparently Godai and Ichijo are workout buddies and go jogging in the mornings together. It's really good. I really love the sound. It's so good. The soundtrack they have over it, like this, this like happy, like slow song. It's so good. It's like, it's almost romantic. It's totally romantic. Yeah. They're extremely cute together. It's their workout date. So good. And it's just like, there's no real conversation. It's just them jogging. Until they're talking about, like, until Ichijo brings up, it's like, so, man, they're getting stronger, huh? And Godai's like, yeah, well, I guess I'll get stronger, too. Whoops, I tripped. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. We have this cute flirty, oh, hey, help me out, thanks. <laughs> I, they're fucking flirting, and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and It seems genuinely romantic in a sense. Yeah, way. like, I totally get the whole... Like oh yeah, there's the the secondary fan fan group of ho- housewives that watch this show. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> totally. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then Ichu's like, well, we all have to work extra hard, not just you, Godai. Yeah. And we go to our intro. Says, I really wish I would watch these, but I can't anymore because the music. <sighs> Second verse of the song is such a massive downgrade. Yeah. I skip it all the time now. It makes me disappointed. <laughs> but but no fear. Yeah, the no fear, no pain is still there, but the rest of it isn't. So we come back, and uh, Godai and Ichijo have changed out of their workout clothes, and they're like, man, that was a great workout date. It feels great to jog in the mornings. I feel like jogging to Odawara. Yeah, and, and Ichijo's like, a 12-hour trip. that's 12 hours away. And Godai's like, oh. I'm too hungry for that. Uh, they get a call from Etikita, and she's like, Hey, yo, I'm sorry I'm going to be late. Uh, I'm on my way now. I'll have the special cool bullets. We are so fucking close to getting something happening with this Enokita side plot, and 
the show just keeps fucking teasing us. It's funny because this is like, I mean, I've seen it as a plotline in other things, but in this, I, I was just watching the second season of Blood Blockade Battlefront the other day, and one of the last episodes of the show is literally the same thing with a, a lady who's trying to attend uh, Parents' Day with her kid and being called away to save the world. Yeah. Because Anakita, uh, after getting off the phone with Ichijo and Godai, gets a call from her mom, and her mom's like, hey... Yeah, it's 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 Parents' Day. You promised Sayuru over the phone that you're going to be there for first period. Aren't you going to be there? And Sayuru's looking really sad on the couch, and Akita's, of course, like, "Hey, I, I'm in. I'm one of the leaders of this task force, and I've got a meeting. But you know, I'm going to go to this meeting, and then I'll come right there. Okay, Jesus. Despite goodbye. the fact I haven't slept in like a day, apparently. Yeah, this probably longer than this that. This thing's super rough because like she's legitimately doing things that are saving people. Right. Yeah, she's. Very important, like, developing bullets that are causing, that literally saved the soul fighter, soul warrior's life. Yeah, and, like, from from what we've seen, like, it, it's clear that she's, like, the head of her department, and I completely buy that what she's doing can't be done by someone else. Yeah, it's super tragic, yeah. but I'm not always a huge fan be. of the subtitles, but they do have one good line in here. Uh, when the when Inokita's mom says to her, like, you just have to think about how you're still Sayuru's mother, I like how she, she responds, spare me. I'll get there properly. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and seriously. Just hangs up on her mom. This lady needs... I mean, yeah. Her mom needs to realize that, like, uh, explosions, murders monsters, the end of the world, like, get over it. Relax. Yes, I'm aware this is probably harming my relationship with my son, but the world, though. I I would really love to be there, but I also have other commitments. Yes, I understand how bad this is. Get off my back. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good drama. I really like it. It is. Yeah, yeah. I I think Inokita's a fun character. I really like her. So we cut to Pole Pole. Spoilers, Kuga's good. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Our <laughs> owner is longingly staring at a picture of Everest, which he may or may not have taken. I think Godai took it. Probably. Uh, Nana is saying that, hey, is it alright if I, like, increase the amount of acting lessons I take? Because, you know, I want to make sure that I've got a really good foundation. Yeah, Nana wants to, like, go into her her hopes and dreams hardcore. Yes. And, uh... She's just kind of like, the owner is super for it. And she asks him, so, like, do you really like that picture from Everest, right? Did you take it? And Uncle's like, nah. And then it cuts to Godai handing out business cards. Clearly yeah, Godai took it. <laughs> yeah. Very heavily implied, at least. Yeah, but yeah. Godai's handing out business cards for this other meeting, which Anakita is late to. Is Go- Godai has finally met the chief of police. And the chief of police is like Godai. Yeah, he You're seems great. like a pretty genial guy, honestly. Yeah. And he's like, thank you. It's for all your help for up to now. I am truly grateful. Man, I thought they were going to give him an award for a second. Yeah, it's like it's it's kind of funny. I, I kind of like the thing where it's all the police are standing around like, we're going to introduce our friend Godai to our friend the chief <laughs> and we want them to get along. It's real fun. It's real cute. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, I hope they're friends. I mean, to be fair, everybody likes Godai. 
Yeah. We, yeah, I think we, they haven't had a single character in the show who didn't like him, I don't think. Well, it, not, it, like, after meeting them and getting to know them, at least. Some of them had an, an initial dislike of Godai, but they got over it. Right, right. But, uh, Enokita shows up apologizing for being late. Uh, and then we sit down for this meeting, where we're gonna go over number zero. Yeah. Well, basically, they go over number zero, and they're like, oh, yeah, 44 and 45 can change forms. That was bad. And then... And, uh, what what can number zero do? Yeah, and then the Godai goes into his theory where theory where he felt like he was being crushed by a terrible power. Yeah, where it's, that's where I think it was the thing, where it's, it's just killing intent overwhelmed him. Right. And then... And then they show, like, the abacus dude, the rose lady, and shoulder pad guy... And you're like, we, we see that these have human forms, so we can assume that Number Zero also has a human form. And uh, right. I had Anokita make a plan about this. Anokita? And she's like, fucking nanomachines. <laughs> nanomachines, son. We got this bullet. If I shoot them, if you shoot them with this bullet, one of these 20 nanomachines, son, may get into the blood. We only need one, and then it will use... The nanomachine sun will use <laughs> the Garangi's own bioelectric field to send out a signal that we can track. And then we go shoot it with other bullets. Yeah, because Tsubaki... The- I think that's how RFID chips work, Yes, if I'm not that's like pretty much exactly how those work. We will shoot them with these war crime bullets. <laughs> which is... The- okay, so they don't say it immediately, but these special bullets that they have... De- developed to deal with the Garangi. Effectively, because the Garangi's power comes from the nervous system that comes from the crystal in their stomach, these special bullets will directly attack and destroy the Garangi's nervous system from the inside out. Right. Is that is that the case? I, I didn't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, these are the, okay. the it, these are the new bullets that are that Enokita are working on. Kazubaki found that the weakness was the nervous system and you gotta attack the nervous system while it's nervous system healing. Okay, okay. It's, it's the nervous system. is That nervous system from the crystal is what allows them this great strength and the ability to change. Right. And have okay. regeneration. Right. So the... I love this ending bit. Where um, Godai's just like, the thumbs meeting, up. Yeah. The, the, the meeting ends with the chief of police giving, you know, the little closing speech. <laughs> and he finishes it off and Godai's like, let's do it! And gives a big thumbs up and like cheers and nobody else moves and he's like, oh, well, and then he, no, he just goes for it. He's like, no, yeah, yeah, no, thumbs up, thumbs up. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, giggling he, and he laughing. He just is like, oh, no one else wants to thumbs up, but, but thumbs up, thumbs up. And he looks around at everybody, thumbs he's up. He's like, no, no, I'm in the right here. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you thumbs upping? Then we get to see number zero just walking through somewhere. It's not much going on. Yeah, and cuts to the rose woman with shoulder pad she's guy. Wa- yes, she is standing with Imperial, and they're watching an announcement from on a like mega screen. Yeah, and, and this is like, the bit where the announcement is essentially that that uh, power was being drained out of the local power grid. Yes, and, uh, and then yeah, it, the rose lady says, "Seems like you've gained a new power." And yeah, link between those two things. Yeah, Im- Imperial. Also got the beady beady, and that made him strong. <laughs> yep. So that's that's what did it. We have hard confirmation. Well, soft Th- confirmation. This confirmation is so silly. Confirmation. I know. <laughs> the Imperial super happy is like, yes, I will, of course, naturally complete in the final getter getter with this new power. 
I'm so great. And then number zero talks as if he's like leaning up right inside next to his ear. He's like, I'll be waiting. And he's down standing across the street. And we don't actually see him because it's all blurry. It is the clearest shot we see of him. Like, he looks like a normal young guy dressed in white. He looks like Godai. Yeah. Then he smiles and walks off while Imperial and Rose Woman stare at him. And, uh, it's very strange. Yeah. And then Sakurako pulled an all-nighter looking into how Godai can get stronger. you You mean Anakita? No, I mean Sakurako. Then you're completely you skipping the oh, scene with I, Anakita. I, did compl- I, th- I just can't handle the drama. That's why. <laughs> you gotta you gotta deal with the Anakita drama going like, hey, so guys, I'm real glad we got this done. Because Anakita's walking with Ichijo and Godai, and she's uh, Godai's like, so you're gonna go back to work now? And Anakita's like, no, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my son's school because it's parent day. And this is important to me and my child, and I'm gonna do it yeah. for sure. Nothing is gonna stop me. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm smiling big, and Godai is super happy, because he's like, you're smiling for Sayuru, that's good. Alright, see you later, guys, nothing is gonna happen. Surely, on the way there, the, the Grungi is gonna show up, and they're gonna call Anakita, and be like, you need to make those bullets now. Yeah. Okay, and then it cuts back to Junon University, where Sakurako has pulled an all-nighter. Yeah, she is specifically looking into Kuga getting stronger and looking into the ultimate darkness for Ichijo. I'm just like, yep. how can these people not sleep? I mean, I, I've pulled all-nighters for work before. Yeah, it's. I imagine they're in their early 20s. <laughs> yeah, I've done this. I don't recommend it, but... I mean, yeah, I, I could... have too, but uh, it's not fun. No, not anymore. Uh, that Evan, Gene I'm, shows I'm up. I'm upset that you reminded me that I'm older than these characters. Now. <laughs> yeah, we're we're that. all at least five to six years older than these characters. Stop it! Don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris. <laughs> Zio is eighteen. I know, and I hate it. <laughs> He's such a baby boy. <laughs> it. I just right. pinch his little cheeks. <laughs> Uh, so as Sakurako is working, Gene shows up because he needs to come in and collect. He's 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 finished with his research with Anakita, I believe. Yeah, and so he's collecting the data. Yeah, and then we cut to this weird side side angle shot with Scarf Guy and Commodore or Imperial. It's, uh, it's called a Dutch angle when it's tilted like that. I call it a side angle, but I guess it's called a Dutch angle. And. Uh, yeah. He, like, tosses one of those paper things, and he's like, I'm not going to use this new power against the Linto. And then I'm like, well, why the hell do you have it, then? Because he got it specifically to fight uh, Dagova, I think. Or Kuga. Yeah, it's either, yeah, he either got it to fight, fight Kuga, or, like, I'm going to keep this in reserve, and then not use it so Dagova can't see it. And then catch Dagova by surprise, I guess? Maybe. I guess. Maybe. He's probably going to bust it out versus Kuga. I mean... Probably. He does. But uh, then we cut back to Sakurako and John, where John's still, like, collecting all different data. And then he knocks stuff over. All the different papers and shit while Sakurako gets him some tea. But yes, then he knocks stuff over, and oh, hey, look! It's the business card 
that Godai gave John when Godai first met John. Which is back when he had, had 1,800 skills instead of 2,000. Yes. Or it was, uh, how many? Oh, yeah, 1,964 skills. Yeah. And then, and then Godai comes in. He's like, hey, everybody. Oh, hey, look, that's my old card. Oh, it says this number? This must be when I gave it to Gene. Yeah. Sakurako says, hey, do you remember my number? And yes, yes, he does. Because apparently Godai, Godai super, tries super hard to remember all this because he likes to see people smile. Maybe. Yeah, which it, he really it implies does. that he, he has them all numbered and he remembers at what date he acquired each one, presumably. Yeah, which is really impressive. Maybe Godai just has uh, photographic memory. That makes sense. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he's not particularly skilled in most academic fields, so I don't know about that, but, you know. I mean, hence why having photographic memory, because, like, being able to pull the data and knowing the data is two different things. That's very true. Fair enough. I guess that makes sense. Uh, so, Godai asks about uh, if Sakuraka had found anything about the transformation. God damn it. And she pulls up what she had found. Which was pretty much, in the ancient times, there was only the red, blue, green, and purple one. So, your millennial form, that's new. The millennial special version. (laughs) The millennial special version came from when I got the defib, when I got shocked by the defib. So, if I need more power, I I should should go get shocked by a defib again. Genius! I, I'm just waiting for, like, in one of these fights, someone's gonna knock down a power pole, and, and like, Godai's just gonna grab two <laughs> ends of a, a yeah. power line. Be like, well... Super Saiyan. Oh, that'd be fun. But yeah, so Sakuraka's like, no, you you should not go let... You should not go to the hospital and have them use a defib on you. That is an extremely bad idea. Godai's like, no, I'll just go to Subaki. it'll be fine. Yeah... Because and, but Gene like wants Gene, Godai to look out for his health because Godai is blinded by his desire to make people smile. Yeah, and Gene's even if like Gene was the one that came up like halfway joking and implied, well, I mean, if you get more power, why don't you just go get shocked again? <laughs> you know, being silly, not thinking his, I not mean, thinking it was going to be taken yeah, seriously, I, and then Godai was like, he was just thinking out loud. No way is the indication. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's even trying to stop him. And Godai's like, no, it'll be fine. Like, Thumbs wait, up. Pump the brakes on this. Yeah, because Godai's like, well, you're all working hard, too, so I gotta work hard, too. And he's like, thumbs up? And Gene's like, uh, alright, fine. Thumbs up. Alright, thumbs up. <laughs> and then Godai looks at Takarako, and he's like, it'll be fine. Okay, thumbs up? Thumbs up? Thumbs up? <laughs> thumbs up, jeez. <laughs> and then... I, I really like to... how we're seeing more exasperated thumbs up toward the end of the show. <laughs> that's that's very that's good personality development. It is. It's fun. So let me cut to a police department, and Imperial is doing a slow walk up, and there's a police officer outside watching him walk up, getting progressively more anxious the closer Imperial gets. It's like, uh, why is that He's guy like, in a military who's... uniform walking up to the police office menacingly? Hey. And then he's the police officer just comes up. He's like, "Hey, could you please stop?" Very politely. 
And Imperial says something in Garangi, pulls out a sword, and kills him. Yeah, Imperial then just murders that police station. Not only does he pull out a sword, he pull he pulls one of the little claw thingies off his chest, it turns into a sword, but then we can see it turn into a bigger sword. Oh yeah, he like, did, we he, see the same bitty bitty that goes across Kuga go across the sword. Yeah, right. he did the he did the Titan like rising yeah, Titan form he, thing. He gets a he gets a rising sword too. So then Ichijo gets a call, or Godai gets a call from Ichijo about how the police station's being attacked. So Godai, who was driving on his motorcycle, turns around, goes the other way. And then... But hey, isn't 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 there someone else who needs to know about this? Like, <sighs> I'm trying to think, but... Nope, no one else. Oh, Nothing right, else happens. Right, right. We have to interrupt the mom from going and seeing her kid again. So Ishijo calls Enokita... And it's like, hey, um, so you know those unidentified life forms, right? And Enokita has to go like, all right, yeah, no, fine, I'll be there. And closes her phone and just kind of looks up at the sky of like, god damn it. And then turns around and runs back the way she was coming. Yep. And like, looks legitimately just like, <sighs> she was so close. It's a it's a yeah. real fuck my life look. Yeah, it's it's so, it's real good. We don't get a resolution from the grandmother, but that I think that's the last of it for this episode. But it's still good. Yeah, I love it. So then we cut back to um, Imperial guy, who's like, "Aren't there any strong Linto warriors around here?" And then. Kuga shows up, or well, they're the police are just shooting a shit ton of bullets at him, and they're doing nothing as per normal. Yeah, it's right. we we get a couple shots of we cut to Ichijo calling Kuga with more information, and we cut to a scene of Enokita running, and there's there's the there's the pumping chase music happening throughout this entire thing, and then it cuts to Godai going into the area, the industrial area where Imperial is. They say they're trying to lure him toward the explosion site. Yeah, where they have designated areas for the Garangi to explode. And, uh, yeah, then we get to see all the cops doing a slow backup as Imperial is just walking towards them slowly, doing the thing, doing the Titan form thing of I'm going to walk <laughs> towards you as you attack me and nothing's going to happen. I love that that's just the Titan form thing. Yep. But uh, Godai shows up in his red form, sees a gun on the ground, does a cool. Jumping flip leap onto the top of the car, grabbing the gun, turning into Pegasus form, and he shoots shoots his gun, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, like slow mo's Matrix it's Matrix. Yeah, yeah. It you see like the the little air pressure arrow thing flying out of the gun toward the screen, and it's shooting towards the back of Imperial, and there's no way he's going to be able to see that. Yeah, he's presumably not going to see it, but the end of every episode is always a red herring, so it's probably just not going to do anything, and then there'll be a yeah, fight. that's true. Probably. And that was and that was Kuga for this episode. Yeah, it's, right, that was yeah. those these four episodes, maybe one episode's worth of actual Kuga content. Everything <laughs> else is side characters. I love all the side character stuff, though. We've got uh, how many episodes have we got left? We got. Six, yeah. Well, episode fifty really isn't an episode. I don't think it's kind of a weird emotional thing. Yeah, it's only like nine minutes. I think Garrett was saying he saw, yeah, he saw Sakurako doing a rider kick. So I mean, we'll cover it because 
Sakuraku doing a rider kick sounds like something I need to cover. That does sound pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so we've got six episodes, well, five, six episodes left. Uh, also, what's the super secret video in the torrent you gave us, Garrett? Um, it's a. Uh, I think it's. I think it's like a mid-season compilation episode. Okay. Yeah, I'm clicking through it right now, and it's a lot of explosions. So. Yeah, explosions and exposition. It, it like goes over like the forms and the weapons and stuff. Informational. Yeah. So not that secret. No, not really. This has been Journey Through the Decacast. We're a podcast on the internet located at journeythroughdecacast.com. On the website, you'll find links to our network's Twitter, at riceball underscore FM, along with mine and Chris's Twitter, because Evan still doesn't have a Twitter. Nope. Um, if you'd like to dispute anything we said or ask a question, our email is journeythroughthedecacast at gmail.com. And uh, next week, we'll be back with with something content disputes disputes are probably not actually necessary gentle corrections will probably work just as well yeah that's that's also fine and next time you know we'll talk about we'll talk about things like zeo gagaga something right right yeah i want some more zeo because i need to find out what happens to quiz we haven't even covered quiz yet in the show proper in the podcast proper didn't we no oh yeah we haven't recorded that yet have we No, no we have not Okay. Yeah, shit. I forgot about that. (sighs) Okay. Good night, everybody. Yep. Have a good one, everybody. And as always, we're just a passing through podcast. Remember that. Keep your thumbs up, even if it's a little awkward.